Mobile Rolling, presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound, making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices, online or over the phone. 1800 060 896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. Third quarter, 27.2 at the top of the lane. Deus Ex in front. Black Sedancers dead game on the outside. Deeper turn it up, then Northview Hustler. They're into the home straight. Deus Ex in front, holding Black Sedans. Turn it up, Northview Hustler. Wider. Deus Ex in front. Turn it up is starting to drive hard. Deus Ex in front. Goes all of the way. Deus Ex turn it up. Black Sedan speeches. Yeah, that was the free-for-all from Saturday night at Albion Park. And Deus Ex found the front and was able to hang on. Chris Barsby, good morning. And what's the news you were talking about earlier, Chris? Well, Steve, as we know, we're fast approaching with the uh, the tab constellations for 2022 officially getting underway on June 17. But the big nights of the Albion Park constellation are July 9. 16 and 23, July 9 being the opening night. The feature there is going to be the Tab Rising Sun. And the favourite with Tab right now is Bondi Lockdown. As we know, there's two horses invited as we stand here right now, Steve. Bondi Lockdown and Better Eclipse. Better Eclipse winning the Chariots of Fire, beating Bondi Lockdown. As we know, Bondi Lockdown was so courageous running second after doing so much work in fast time. He's $2.75 with Tab right now. We haven't seen Bondi lockdown since the Miracle Mile when he was unplaced behind King of Swing, who created history uh, doing the three-peat, winning it three years in a row. I want to find out the latest with Bondi lockdown. His trainer driver is Aaron Dunn from Victoria, and he joins us first up this morning. Aaron, good morning. Good morning, Chris. Uh, it's not good news, is it, as far as Bondi lockdown and the Queensland Carnival? No, no, I've... I decided to give him a little bit longer break than he's probably had for a long time. And, yeah, bypass coming up, worse luck. OK. Just going back to that Sydney campaign, as I said, he was tremendous in the Chariots of Fire. And then as far as the Miracle Mile was concerned, things just didn't go to plan. He had that the bad draw uh, and then that delay when the, the, the rain came in forced the abandonment one night. So we had to, well, the postponement, I should say. So we had to go back a week. So things just didn't go to plan as far as Sydney after such a good start. Yeah, no, I probably felt, you know, where I got the blood tested on the Tuesday after the chariots and the two that raced on the Saturday night sort of showed a few effects. And, yeah, he sort of didn't respond. And I, yeah, it wasn't dramatic but I just backed off on his work a bit and and then probably got him probably primed more so than I probably thought for the night he was you know off his head for the first night and then it was called off and he just wasn't drinking the water out at James Rathray's as good as he should have and each time I went back to retention Barney wouldn't drink the fresh water there and yeah just sort of all it wasn't quite as good as I hoped he was right so it's probably the biggest race I've ever been in but he just wasn't quite there. Was that a little abnormal, uh, Aaron, given that, you know, you've travelled in quite extensively already, this horse? So was that, you know, a warning sign that things just weren't happening, that he wasn't drinking the water? Um, I don't know. It was probably, um, he just didn't, you know, he, he just didn't take to the water there at James's at all. So probably by the, you know, he, he was good at the retention barn for the first, you know, by the time he um, got to the, Chariots of Fire race, you know, that day and a bit. You know, he was off the molasses and water and drinking, the, you know, the train water. Because, you know, we come from sort of farm water to chlorinated water and you find they do struggle to, you know, adapt to it. But each time he sort of went, you know, 
probably back in there and not drinking the water out of James's. It probably just all may have taken its toll a bit. Even though he felt sort of, he seemed good enough in himself, he did relax a bit more maybe, so that might have been telling that he was a little bit jaded. But, yeah, it's um, it's easy in hindsight to see. And, look, he, he's been good at home, you'd think, you know, in the paddock he's been, you know, not too bad. But just that extra two weeks now, he's, He's running around, bucking around and feeling, you know, that bit better again, I think. So, yeah, it's a hard one when you haven't travelled a lot, but he had done it, so. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, last time out in the Miracle Mile, he was at the rear of the field. It was just, you know, not the real Bondi lockdown. In the Chariots of Fire, though, has he ever gone better? Oh, look, I think that run in the um, Vic Fred final, that was a huge run where I lock wheels and you know, sort of got taken out for a bit. You, you can't sort of go past that run either. But, you know, to do that early burn as we did in um, in the chariots and, and still be there at the finish was a huge effort, I think. And, you know, I thought I'd pinched it, but just, you know, better eclipses coming to Queensland sort of was just had that out that just out me. Yeah. Tell me, uh, better eclipse, in your opinion, how, how serious a horse is this guy? Oh, look, he... He just loves that pace on and, 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 you know, I think Greg, you know, he probably had the chance to beat me and, or had the run of the race to beat me at New Year's Eve, New Year's Eve, but he didn't. And Greg sort of admitted he didn't quite have him as right as he could have. And, you know, he's, he's, um, progressed along huge. So yeah, I'd be, I'd be really happy having a horse you know, of his ability with the six sprint he can have. He's always going to be able to get into the race if it's run right. You know, okay. Just with your guy, Bondi Lockdown, so no Brisbane for him now. What's going to be the big target for him uh, with, with his next campaign? Yeah, well, that's, that's the hard part because it was very enticing, you know, the, the money and the, and that four, three- and four-year-old race and it's probably not the three, you know the four-year-old races for him So other than the Vic Bread at the end of the year. So probably get him up and just have a crack at the Victoria Cup and, and then just see how he is and, and whereabouts. But... I sort of need to sit down probably more and have a bit of a look at it. You know, I only sort of had three weeks to give him this time and then getting back would have still been a bit rushed for the Queensland campaign to get up there and without, you know, to give him enough runs. So this way I might be able to just give him a couple of softer runs and um, and build him up towards that, I'd say. Okay. So just setting me straight here, he is in work now, but he just had that extra bit of time off. Nah, I haven't got him back in yet. I think it would be okay. about... I'd have to actually sum it up yet. I, I think it's about five weeks, I'd say, since the Miracle Mile, or coming up to six weeks, is it? Time gets away. Yeah, you're right. Yep. Um, yeah, so probably just need to pinpoint a race and look back and go from there. But he probably had no more than three weeks off in probably the last 18 months. So just think, you know, it'll give him a chance to hopefully grow out a bit. would be nice to have a bit more greener grass here than we've got. But... Um, yeah, just just getting back to you know he's running around and you know he's his mates with Shay as in the paddock and they probably get along pretty good but he's sort of bossing him around a bit more than he else so it's probably showing signs that he's really feeling good. Yeah. It, it, with that extra bit of time, uh, it, he's going to develop into a big horse. Like he's quite a big horse now, but once he fills into that frame, he's going to be a sight to behold. It's actually surprising you say he's a big horse. He's a big going horse because. Um, a lot of people that seen him in Sydney and even 
people in, in the you know when he won New Year's Eve said he's not as big a horse as you think he is. He's just that he must carry himself very high. You know, he carries his head high anyway. But yeah, no, he's not a he's not an over big horse. But he just he looks big on the track. That's for sure. Okay, okay. Well, that's Bondi lockdown. No Brisbane for him. A couple of others that you campaigned in Sydney that show really good talent. Three-year-olds, hot deal you took up at the Derby, performed really well, and my Corona went up for a shot at the New South Wales Oaks. What What are the plans with those horses? Um, I've just got them back in, and they'll probably just... They're probably still lowly obsessed, and I'll um, just go ahead with them. Yeah, they would have been nice to bring them up, probably because I'm not bringing Bondi. I probably won't come to Brisbane at all with them, which... Yeah, it would have been more enticing this year than last year, to be honest. Um, but, yeah, I actually haven't pinpointed anything really with them. I'll just get them in and in the campaign and go from there. I probably need to, need to get up, catch up and do a bit of homework. Seem to be flat out since I've been home and catching up on stuff and working. You know, I got just qualified a couple of two-year-olds, trial three on the weekend and another couple there to qualify. So sort of just been catching up on a few of those ones and, and then I'll need to sit in and go through it a bit and work out where I go. Sure. Yeah, hot, One deal, of the horse... hot deal come home and didn't, you know, he went well up there, really, you know, happy with him, but he come home and didn't need a, any hard feed for, for a week when he got home. So, you know, just those little, probably got to rebuild them a little bit. You know, things didn't quite go to plan and um, that way. So, yeah, there we go. Okay. One of the horses that you may have taken to the trials, I'm keen to find out about this horse because he looks like he's got really good ability, is a horse by the name of I Think. One word. Did he trial across the weekend? He did. He did. So didn't, um, I didn't drive him. I drove one of the two-year-olds. And, um, yeah, he sat outside the leader. And I don't think we run any time. But he'll just take a few trials to come back. And um, hopefully he's back to, you know, his leg seems fine. He's done a suspensory. So... Yeah, he's he's not the the best track worker or or love working, so he'll um, just take a few runs to get a bit of fitness and hopefully, um, yeah, I'll probably just a bit slow getting him back to get back for the APG um, race, but yeah, we'll just work through him through his grades and see where we go from there too. Do you rate him though, Aaron? Because he couldn't have been any more impressive with that debut victory. He went good time and. There was a lot to like about it. So, do you rate him? I think he's he's a nice horse, but I I probably you know he's a long way behind a Bondi lockdown and and look probably I always thought Hot Deal just did a few things wrong early that Hot Deal would end up being a nicer horse. I'd like to think he will be a nice enough horse, but I'm I'm just jury's out a little bit yet. I just hope he can come back. He, he probably, um, yeah, he probably just, I'll know, I'll know more in a couple of weeks, I think. Okay, okay. Well, there's plenty to look forward to. It's a shame that we won't see you in Brisbane, but the horse comes first. That's for, uh, first and foremost with Bondi lockdown. So uh, still out in the paddock, uh, no injury. He's just having that extra time off following that Sydney campaign, and we look forward to seeing him later in the year. Yep, no, nah, that'll be good. Right, Righto, thank you. There's Aaron Dunn joining us, Steve. So there's the news. Bondi Lockdown, who is the current favourite for the Tab Rising Sun. That feature taking place on July 9. He's currently at 2.75. He is out. So he was the first horse invited. But uh, as we just learned there from his trainer driver and owner, Aaron Dunn, there's no Queensland campaign for uh, Bondi Lockdown. So 
I dare say um, it, it's going to need a major revamp, that market. But Better Eclipse is the only horse now that's confirmed starting for that feature. Leap to Fame, you would say, is an absolute lock. But as it stands, he's still still waiting for that invitation. And there's a few others there that we know that feature in that market aren't headed this way. But Bondi lockdown, no Queensland, no rising sun. Yes, uh, certainly big news indeed. Graham Dwyer is our next guest, Chris. Graham, good morning. Yeah, good morning, Chris. You've got a number of runners stepping out today at Albion Park, and in particular with this two-year-old race, which is going to be very interesting. But first things first, let's go through them in, in race book order. Race two, Rigondo. Will we see the best of Rigondo today? Uh, Chris, I think it's a big field, but probably doesn't suit him. Um, and his manners have got to go his way as well. Um, he's got to be driven real quiet and have one good run at him. Um, just makes it hard to feel that size um, and probably the manners that he's got as well. So it, it, it will be tricky. Okay. Is he doing everything right at home? Is he pleasing you in track work? Well, he always, yes, he does. But, you know, you can lose him. You know, you have to always hang on to him quite all the time and you can't really let him down. So it makes it very hard to... Um, you know, to put him in the race the way you'd like, I suppose. And, uh, yeah, so that's probably the question mark there is just how how do you let him down and apart from just keeping him quiet and just have one go at him and uh, and just be on the back of him without sort of asking him to go. I think that's probably the best way to drive him. All right, well, we'll take him on trust today, Rigondo. Now, this two-year-old race is an interesting race because there's several first starters and they look like they've got good ability. You've got one of those in Craddock. So we'll start with this guy. He's beautifully named, Graham, uh, by a sports writer. Uh, obviously named after Crash Craddock here in Brisbane. Yes, that, that's right, Chris. Um, you know, the horse has some potential. Uh, you know, moving forward, we've got the Redcliffe Series down the track. Um, there's a great bunch of owners that are in the horse. Um, first, I'm just wrapped that he's made it to the races, and hopefully now we can try and get a win as we go along. Okay. Has he been a bit of a handful along the way, or has he been straightforward? No, he's been pretty good. Like he, um, he was, you know, a little bit arrogant there early, but uh, but all in all, he was he was always, uh, you know, going your way. And I think, um, you know, and he's in front. I think he'll probably run a big race as well. I think he loves to sort of roll along, and he get, he keeps giving. So, um, you know, I think there's definitely races in him, and uh, you know, and so far he pleases me. He seems to be clean going and uh, and well mannered. So let's hope. Okay. Well, Steve told me this morning that uh, his namesake, uh, Crash, was made aware that he's got a horse named uh, in his honour, so he might just pop up at Albion Park today. Who knows? Well, that's it. Well, he's a good-looking horse too, by the way, Chris. So, uh, um, you know, hopefully that goes his way as well. But, um, <laughs> you know, but yeah, no, I'm hoping he'll run a good race. You know, I'm, I'm sure there's races in him in the future and, uh, you know, and I'm sure he'll make his name proud down the track. All right. A lot of the progeny by sports rider, they are easy on the eye. Yeah, well, that's why he sort of bought that particular horse at the sale because they seem to go early. There's, they don't bring... Um, they usually have a pretty good gait. And, and to one, the ones I've had, you know, just nice bread and butter horses that have a go, and uh, and that's pretty much what he's like. Okay. Your other runners in that race, Holidor Daisy's got the inside gate. Uh, this is start number two for this one today and I'm a Midnight Rebel also facing the starter for the second time what did you make of their debut efforts yeah I was quite happy with them Chris um, you know the, the winner went very well in front um, but apart from the rest of them I thought there wasn't much between them 
Um, Holador Daisy probably lacks real high speed, but, uh, you know, I'm hoping she'll develop that as we go along. Um, I thought she was sucking along quite well there, you know, up the running. You know, I know she might have just flattened out at the end, but I thought she wasn't far away and I thought her effort was good. Um, and also I thought uh, the Midnight Rebel, uh, her run was quite good because she sort of grabbed one rein a bit there in the bend when she should have been sort of peeling and, and winding into it. And uh, Brendan, it took Brendan most of the straight to get her out where she then made up late ground. So we have made some gear changes there and um, I'm hopefully she um, responds to that and, you know, puts herself in the race. All right. She's got a pedigree to live up to because she's a full sister to just a little bit. Am I right in saying that? Yeah, that's right. Okay, okay. Yeah. Do you think she'll keep improving throughout the season? I think so. She um, She's always been under the radar and, uh, you know, she hasn't been overly willing just to get up and roll and, you know, but always still doing it. And each um, time we we race or a trial, she always improved and uh, I hope it keeps going because, um, you know, she's not far off far off from now, and but she still has to improve a fair bit to um, to go where we would like her to go. All right. Did you give Brendan the choice of drives or does he say, I'm happy to drive Craddock? No, I just put him on Craddock. I thought he drove him really well in the trial. I actually think Craddock, you know, um, the way he drove him and to the way this race is today, I, I think the two will come, you know, hand in hand with both experiences from the driver and the horse. Um, yeah, and and the, the midnight, uh, midnight rebel is probably drawn awkward, um, so I, I just chose it that way, really. Okay, so Sydney Australia, they're all Rickliff eligible for that feature series coming up there. Yes, Chris. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, fingers crossed they'll all perform well there. And then you've got to hang around until the last race today with the Harvey Bay. He's got gate seven, but he's he's still going really well, this horse. He he does. He, like, he is a nice horse, Chris, but he lacks high speed. You know, he could steer better. You know, he has his issues. Um, you know, so you add all that up, it sort of makes it hard to to win races when you want to. But he, he'll do his job, and he's doing his job just, racing as, as as we speak but um i think today's going to be hard from seven there's some nice horses in and around him there today um i just don't know exactly where he's going to end up if he has to end up back at the tail field well I, I don't think he's at the high enough speed to get around them if he does the work i just don't know if it's going to be too much work so um anyway that's up to chris petrov's riding today so i'm sure he'll make the right decision <laughs> All right. And one horse that you're trialling again today, uh, he trialled last week, looked good. I noticed today he's in a stand-start trial. Let's catch me if you can. Are you keeping a bit of a an eye on the Redcliffe Cup with him? Well, Chris, he obviously has had good ability, you know, early days. And, uh, and then he's been quite patchy, you know, for the last couple of years, I suppose. Um, but when you sit behind him, he definitely feels like he, he can really go. And But he hasn't been run, racing up to really his full potential. So we've been trialling him a fair bit. Um, I feel he's starting to swing around our way to a bit more gen. I thought his trial, running the trial the other day was better. If not, he could have been, you know, probably sat a bit longer and he might have been more dangerous. But, yeah, we're just sort of keeping our cards, you know, like to a chest, I suppose. And I think the fact that we're trialling, we may as well get him qualified and, um, from the stand and, you know, and hopefully keeps on improving and hopefully he can sort of step up. All right. Well, it's going to be a busy day for you today, no doubt. Uh, but uh, would you lean towards Craddock as, as the pick of your runners today? 
Oh, definitely. But having said that, Chris, there's some really nice horses in and around in there today. Um, Trent Dawson's horses goes very good. Pete's horse goes good. But having said that, I, I really like our fella, you know, but it's hard. It's first start. So um, whether it's going to happen today, I couldn't tell you. But um, I think we've got to take full advantage of where we are and where they're not and uh, and hopefully it goes our way. All right. Well, we'll take the tip with him, Craddock, for sure. We'll see you trackside later today, Graham. Okay. Thanks, Chris. There's Graham Dwyer. He's one of our uh, star trainers here in Queensland, and he's got that horse that's named after Robert Crash Credit. So I'm sure he might just pop up a lot of races yeah. today. He, he's not too far away from the track. He, he loves the trot, so if he's got one named after him, I'm sure he'll uh, mm. be there to cheer him on. Just on his final statement there, given the horse is drawn two, did you read into it that they'll be aggressive at the start? Is that what you read into that last comment? Yep. Yeah, okay. I think they'll be looking to lead for sure. Lovely. because. When he trialled well, Steve, he led in that trial, so I think they'll be trying to adapt, uh, adapt uh, similar tactics. Good. Okay. We're well, halfway right. home. If you've got ability, you can be up on the speed normally. Uh, joining us is race track Ralphie. Ralphie, good morning. Yeah, morning, Chris. What do you make of this eight-race program this afternoon? We get underway at 2.03. Do you think it's easy or do you think it's a little difficult? Oh, I think there's a couple of good ones there today, but uh, I've settled on one in race five, number three, Classy Washington. He's a former Kiwi, and he makes his debut today, and that's for the father and son combination of Darren and Angus Garrard. Um, he hails, the horse himself, he hails from the uh, extra strong Canterbury region, where he's had uh, only the one win from 21 starts, but he's raced against solid opposition all, all through his career. His two local trials here at the Creek have been impressive, uh, and he won both of those, and the latest, which was uh, just last week, and that was in pretty good time. He's drawn well today, and he'll be suited by the distance. Um, so I'm looking at him, race five, number three, Classy Washington. Okay, so race five, number three, Classy Washington, first leg of the quaddy, first leg of the double. You've been impressed by the trial, so that's the one we're going with, race five, number three. That's it, Chris. I think you stand him out in the first leg of the quaddy and you can go wide in the other legs, get a bit of value. All right. All right. Sounds like a plan to me. There's a big group of owners and uh, off the back of those trials, he might be hard to beat. They they struck on, what, Friday night? Uh, Gillaby Jackpot was a winner for the father-son combination. So they're in form, so they can uh, do it again today. So race five, number three, Classy Washington. Are you looking forward to these uh, APG finals coming up uh, this weekend? Uh, uh, we're going to have Probably a, a clear favourite now. Unfortunately, speak the truth, Mrs. Audi was the late scratching last week, so it looks like it's at the, uh, you know, uh, at the mercy now of um, Tim's a trooper. But the three-year-old fillies could be a little bit different. Uh, Cat King Cold beaten, Delightful Lou looked the good, so it should be a good night of racing this weekend. Yeah, looking forward to it, Chris. Um, yeah, I'm very keen to see the uh, the barrier draws where they come out, but uh, I think there was excuses for Cat King Cole. Uh, she did. She did go on all, all right after bombing the start there, but uh, we'll look to see where she draws, and, and maybe she's a chance to get back into the winner circle. Yep. All right. Well, we take the tip with race five, number three. We'll see you trackside today, and uh, we look forward to seeing this runner step out for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And uh, I think we'll be lining up to collect. All right. I like the confidence there. Race five, number three. Classy Washington first up. So there's racetrack Ralphie joining us, Steve. 
You'll be uh, interested to know tomorrow night, Ballarat have got a program there, and they've got some heats of the Australian pace in gold as well. Ladies in red back in action. She goes up against her stable mates, uh, Tough Tilly, Beach Music, um, Rogue Wave, Joanna. So that's a really good lineup. But ladies in red, as we know, she is all class. So she steps out there. And in the Entires and Gildings heat, that's race six, ladies in red. Race five, at now steps out. So he's going to start uh, probably the favourite. Beyond Delight is drawn barrier one so it'll be interesting to see how that race plays out they're stable mates but uh yeah some really classy horses stepping out and that dovetails into that reckless program tomorrow night another round of heats for the uh, the trotter series there's a lot to look forward to tomorrow night as well